Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Reset Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Miguel, CEO of the Experience Agency, D-Glash. Each episode, I bring a different business leader who's doing some game-changing work. And this episode is no different. I'm so excited to have Ryan Mason, who's the CEO of Lux Brand and FizzBuzz Digital. He's an award-winning shot-calling entrepreneur, and it's going to be really fascinating to hear how he's built such an incredible business at such a young age. Uh, it's going to be a great conversation. Take a listen. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to join you today. Fantastic. So we're you know, knee-deep in coping fun times, um, but the podcast stays the same. So first question always stays the same. Ryan, what was your first job? Oh my! So my first job was actually a job in college. I was actually working for a company called Vector Marketing, um, also known as Cutco, and we sold really expensive kitchenware items, but mostly knives. So you were a Cutco knife guy, really? Yes, I was. I was. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. I only had the job for about a month and a half, um, <laughs> but it, I needed something to do. What I wanted happened? to. Well, I, you know, I was actually a college athlete at the time. So, I, the, you know, by the time, you know, the summer was over, it was time for me to go back to school and, and get ready for fall camp for football. So that was kind of the end for for me. And that was my first and actually my, my only official job. Really? All right. So, okay, this story now gets very interesting. Okay. So we go from one job to <laughs> now. Well, right. you've got two companies. So how did that story get started? How did so you get here? It actually started in, in high school. You know, one of the biggest things for me is my, my dream was to actually follow in my father's footsteps. My father, he obviously, you can tell I'm a daddy's boy, but my father, he actually went on to play professional football for the Green Bay Packers. And that was my biggest dream. I wanted to just go and go to the NFL and and do some of the things that he, he had done already and then also potentially be better. So for me, my kind of world re- revolved around that idea. So Going through high school, he told me there was kind of one, only one thing I needed to do, and that was to go out and perform. So I did exactly that. I was fortunate enough to go out and and perform and break a couple of state records. And from there, I was always hit with one challenge. So no matter what I did, no matter how, you know, how many stats I had in the game of football, there was one thing that was very, very relevant that I couldn't change, and that was basically I was undersized for my position. So my dreams of going on to the biggest college, the Alabamas and the Auburns of the world was kind of shut down because of the, the, the size, you know, and for me, this was huge. This was devastating for me. Uh, But I was fortunate enough. I got one scholarship offer and that was to the university of North Alabama. And of course, upon taking that scholarship, I was actually pretty sad about it. You know, I realized that, Hey, I could go and, I would perform and I would spend extra time. And some of the guys that were going to the really big schools like the Alabamas and Auburns were, you know, just performing at a lower level than I was. So this was heavy on me. And that's kind of where my story started. You know, it started off me going to college and going to a small school um, in Northern Alabama. And from there, I spent about two and a half to three years, honestly, just being unhappy. Um, originally I had planned to just go on and I thought it was going to be a walk in the park. And 
I ran up against a lot of things that were out of my control. I ran up against some political things um, within the world of sports. I also just um, ran into, you know, just challenges that honestly, I just, I just couldn't get past. So for me, this is something that weighed really, really heavy on me. And it was one of those things where it was so heavy and it, I had been dealing with it for so long that it basically got to this point where I was like, okay, Ryan, what's the next step in your life? What does that look like? Are you wasting time, you know, by being on this scholarship? Are you, you know, are you crazy or are you not? Like, what what's going on here? What do I do? What's the next step of my journey? And for me, it was literally, I felt like my grades were slipping. I also felt like I was burdened, meaning I had to do something that I had lost love for and my heart wasn't in it anymore. And I also ultimately needed to figure out what was something that I could potentially be doing for the rest of my life. So that's where I had the idea to potentially leave um, a full scholarship and drop it. Some of the things that I was dealing with along that time was obviously wow. most people, I, you know, that drop a scholarship, they were, you know, either they, they were forced to get off because they flunked out of school or they just, you know, they, they just basically had to move on and it wasn't their choice. But for me, I didn't want to be seen like that. So I had a big decision to make and that's kind of where that, that whole story started. And, um, now, honestly, as I look back, I wouldn't change any of it. <laughs> it's a great story because, you know, I think, you know, a lot of us get stuck in where we think we can't move and we and we just kind of keep going, keep going and forget that, like, you know, if it's not serving us, why are we doing it? Right. Um, right. And and you got to find your own way. So, exactly. OK, so you drop you drop your scholarship. And so then how do we get these two fantastic companies? Yeah. So after dropping the scholarship, um, after year three, I basically had a lot of energy and a lot of time. <laughs> so for me, I needed to find a way or something to basically plead my case and to prove to myself and everybody else that I hadn't lost my mind and I haven't flunked out of school and um, that I was actually going to do something. So for me, I had an idea for shoelaces. Um, so the name of the company is called Lux Brand, but basically what started as a simple idea and also a simple thing for me to actually use to convince my parents and some of the people around me that I wasn't crazy, it started off as just a simple um, idea for me to actually complete a case to them, right? So for me, it was like, hey, well, I need something to, I need a plan B and I need a plan C. And it was shoelaces. So basically after that, um, I started to work on the product and I was in a small area where basically I didn't have access to a ton of resources. So it caused me to be really creative. It caused me to figure out, well, how can I take, you know, how can I be creative enough so that I don't have to spend a bunch of money, but also I can reach other markets that um, love fashion like New York or California or you know, even Atlanta, Georgia. So I needed to figure out ways that I can just be really savvy and really resourceful so that I can potentially build this company. And I did that. I was, you know, doing things that were untraditional and those untraditional things were actually working. And that actually led me to um, getting my first um, couple of things of big national publicity. So we ended up going to 
uh, Good Morning America, getting a feature on Good Morning America, but also NFL Network. Um, we ended up placing shoelaces in Foot Locker stores. And also we had about 30 to 40 different athletes and celebrities wearing our laces. So being in a really small area in a really small town, um, this actually got the attention of a lot of local businesses. So before you know it, they're like, hey, Ryan, like you're, you're doing some amazing things. You're 23, 24 years old. You know, how, what are you doing? And it's so funny now that I think about it, because some of the things that I was doing in my head at the time, it was like, well, I'm really doing stuff that I don't even know, like if it makes any sense, like you're probably not going to understand it because it's probably not good. So after me telling them what I was doing, they were like mind blown. Like, dude, I've been in business 40 years and, and I haven't thought to do anything like that. And I realized, well, that's why I've been having, you know, certain successes because I was willing to do things in the untraditional manner. And that's what captured people's attention. So that was the birth of me realizing that, hey, I could help so many local businesses um, build their presence, their reputation, their listings, and ultimately, you know, help them grow and scale their companies as well. So that was the birth of BizBuzz. It basically stemmed from me trying to be resourceful from my first company to create and grow it as well. Awesome. So you get awesome viral success and you're like, okay, I don't know what I just did, but it was awesome. And now, (laughs) (laughs) which is the story of many folks. And then you're like, okay, not only is this good, but I think I can turn this into a whole new business. So you turn this into two new fantastic companies. So what are, you're kind of into it now. What what are the actual like services that you offer and what makes you guys so different and unique? Right. So for BizBuzz, what makes us unique is, We've realized that with a growing marketplace, small businesses basically have about literally hundreds and thousands of options to basically help them grow their business. Okay, the issue is that out of all of these options, they don't know where to go. They also when they find these different things, whether it's going to be to help them manage their social, their reputation, their listings, they're not connected. So what we have is basically a one stop shop to help. Um, those busy business owners and and also marketers manage their listings, their reputation, their social media marketing, their um, website, and also their advertising all from one single platform. So what makes us unique, though, is that we also can, we, we not only can hand you the software so that your internal teams can get to work in it and 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 use it, but we also can actually dive right in with you, get under the hood and literally perform some of the work for you. So in most cases for us, when we work with clients, it's more of a a equilibrium, meaning we'll pick up the more advanced functions like maybe an SEO or advertising, and they will do some of the less complex functions that their internal teams can handle in-house. Fantastic. Uh, And so... What's been sort of the thing that made you guys realize that you were onto something? Like what was a really cool success that you've had? Well, the the, the biggest, the, the first thing was um, just, you know, obviously the fact of me telling my story and, and telling some of the strategies that I was actually doing to achieve success within Lux brand. 
that was the first aha moment. Then, of course, along the way, I realized how unique it was, not for just one company, but also for so many different companies who had been in business for so long. One of the things that helped me out was I didn't even know it at the time, but basically when I was first getting into BizBuzz and, and helping you know, a lot of small and local businesses, I didn't realize that I had grew up my entire life and my father my uncle, my grandfather, and all five of my grandfather's brothers all own separate local businesses. So I was immersed in it from day one. And I had no idea. I didn't really realize it until after I started really helping, you know, companies and local businesses grow their revenue. And basically I realized that, hey, this is this is another reason why, I, you know, another thing that I can contribute to my understanding and my knowledge of the industry, because when my grandfather or my father or uncle went through things in their business, I could feel the ups and downs because we were so close, you know? So those are some of the things that I can really contribute to me just understanding that, hey, I, I, I actually do have market fit and we can really help them grow and help them solve some some of their most important problems. Awesome. So I hear that you've won a few awards recently. How'd that come about? Uh, it's, it's actually a really funny story. So two awards that I recently won, the first one um, was actually Yahoo named me as one of the top 12 entrepreneurs to watch in 2020. And on this list, you have some of my idols, which are Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, and also um, Neil Patel. So a few weeks after that, um, Fox News actually named me as one of their top entrepreneurs to watch during COVID. So it's a very, very, you know, big thing for me. It's It's been a blessing. It's been a blast as well, because my schedule is absolutely crazy right now. And I'm thankful. Uh, but honestly, you know, I try to tell people a lot of things is, you know, I, and I know what happened. I know that basically some of the things that I have done in the past, I have been learning to grow and, and I've been learning to capture those moments and share those moments and package those moments up on, on social media and other platforms. And what's happening is basically once you are able to package up the positive things people are saying about you, the positive things that you're doing, People see that, you know, you may not think that, hey, um, I can do things for, you know, I, you may not think that after two months, anyone's seeing it, but the truth of the matter is they are seeing it and it may take a year or two years. It may take an ample amount of time, but if you just be consistent, people will actually see it and people will take note of it. I think that's, that's so key. It's like, you know, you've got to keep talking. You've got to keep letting folks know. I always say, like, you know, if you want someone to know how awesome you're doing, tell people. <laughs> like, right. We're not mind readers. Um, if, if you don't shop on rooftops how awesome you are, how is anybody else going to be able to find you? Right, right. So, you know, it's funny, like, you know, so obviously you're probably one of the youngest people I've ever had in the podcast. And, you know, my usual question, as you probably know, is I ask, hey, what would you tell your 22-year-old self, 21-year-old self? But you're, like, clearly under 30. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will instead ask you, Ryan, um, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Okay, interesting. I think one of the biggest things that I would tell 
my uh, 18 year old self is to spend time with the ones that you love. And the reason I would say this is because as you grow, and especially in business, entrepreneurs, we, you know, time is one of those things that we're always fighting against, right? We're always working, we're always building, we're always growing. But sometimes we forget about the loved ones who we need to love on and we need to love with, right? So I think that is one of the biggest things. I'm a big family person. And I think, you know, I've just watched so many people just forget about their loved ones. So if I could tell my 18-year-old self something, it would be basically to cherish the journey and make sure you spend time with those that you love. I think that's that's awesome and so very important. Um, you know, we all have our family, whether it's chosen or the ones that we're born with, and it's, it's, especially as we're in this very insane time right. of COVID, it matters so deeply that we we do that. Yeah, it's so easy so, to forget. <laughs> it really is. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like, okay, so you're again young, um, and and I, but I also think, but you've been successful and you've been running a million miles a minute. So, right, what do absolutely. you, Ryan, do for your self care? So, for my self care, good question. So, for me, I actually it's so funny <laughs> because about a month ago, I was like, okay, Ryan, your schedule is getting very hectic. If you don't sit here and make yourself a calendar uh, out of what you should be doing in it, almost every hour of the day, you're going to be in trouble because you're going to look up a couple months from now and you're going to be burnt out. So for me, what my day usually looks like is I, I wake up um, usually about eight or nine. And this whole thing is basically you got to figure out what works for you. But at around eight or nine, I usually work up, wake up, I, you know, make sure I get a good breakfast. Um, also make sure that I practice being mindfulness. So saying a prayer or maybe for others, it could be chanting a mantra or something like that. Um, but after breakfast, I usually do some customer uh, relations management stuff. Then I get in meetings with my team. I do one-on-ones Then I go into lunch. And then after that, I go into projects and other meetings and other customer relationship management stuff. Usually around five to six, I'm usually in the gym. Um, so that is my time to just really zone out, get out of business and work out. And then after that, I usually eat dinner, but around seven to maybe 10-ish, I am relaxing. I have dedicated that time to do nothing business-wise. I, you know, I've had to force myself to watch a little bit of TV because <laughs> we know how entrepreneurs are. We don't, we, we usually don't watch TV, but Basically, I Speak make for sure. yourself, kind of, sir. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I watch way too much television. Oh, yeah. Well, so and I, it's, it's my way of vetting out. Yeah, well, that's great. See, it, see, you found what has worked for you, you know, and, and from there, I kind of do, I'll do some light work for maybe an hour or two, and then I'll usually um, take some time and then get on to bed. So for me, the big thing in my schedule that really helps me is the, the points where I'm not thinking about business. You know, um, I think that's something I can think and talk about all day long, but it's important as well to give your mind that breather and that breath of fresh air. So that's what I really try to focus on. And it's necessary indeed. So an interesting one for you is, you know, okay, so you've had all this awesome success so far. You've been getting all these awesome awards. Now what? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Like how has your business changed as we're like in this wacky, weird time of COVID? Mm Mm-hmm. So for Lux brand, it's it's something to really think about. I, 
I, it's not all about selling laces. For me, I really want to make sure that I am able to use this brand as a catalyst to bring awareness to social issues and social causes. So for us, what's next for Lux Brand is, of course, we want to we want to land a major placement on a national network again. That is always amazing and it's always an exciting time, a challenging time, but exciting. Um, but it'd be amazing if we can also do that in, a, in the context of bringing awareness to some social issues. I think that'll be great for us. And I think that is going to, that's just going to help, you know, just the people who are on our team uh, just feel so much more, um, accomplished in terms of giving back. Okay. So I think that's one of the big things in terms of biz buzz during COVID uh, we have actually released a free version of our tools. Okay. So our software, and basically this allows you to actually uh, go and, and get online really quickly. So we understood, you know, like I said, I, I've always been able to experience the pain of local businesses you know, growing up and also spe especially now. So I know how, you know, some local businesses can be really, really challenged right now because it's just so much going on. And and I, I think now we're getting ready to go to a second wave. So there's no telling. But basically, we wanted to help keep these local businesses afloat. So we released some of the free tools and basically they can get started for completely free right away and it'll help them you know, just basically manage some of those things that they're usually burning up a ton of time and also a ton, ton of money managing. So that was one of the biggest releases. And, you know, I think that's the, the big thing there is we just want to make sure we give a lot of value. Awesome. And, you know, um, my, my last question for you is, you know, okay, do you have a give and or an ask of the audience? And so this can be anything. This can be like, hey, Biolux brand laces, or um, it could be sleep more. Anything you want. Yeah, uh, I do have a give. I, I do have a give. For one, go ahead and go get your free toolkit. So that's super simple. You can actually go to ryandmason.com. And when you get there, there's two things. So you can hit the red button at the top that says get started for free. That'll take you to the BizBuzz digital website where you can actually get started for free. But also if you scroll about halfway down the page, you will see that I am releasing my very first digital marketing book. Okay. And this book is called the digital playbook. And basically what I have done is out of all the companies that I've either built myself or either worked on or are clients of mine, I've brain dumped all of these strategies into this book. So basically it's going to take you through the six phase repeatable revenue engine. And it's going to teach you how to basically set up your analytics so that you, when you do grow, you know exactly where to spend most of your time and effort. It's going to take you through your goals, your content strategies, how to create one minute videos that actually help the audience um, and also can help them actually understand your story. And then it goes into targeting. So it'll teach you how to create those tar targets and, and those lookalike audiences. And then it's going to go into the amplification. So we're going to teach you how to basically boost those posts on Facebook and Instagram for a dollar a day so that you can figure out what um, posts are actually getting the biggest engagement and reach 
so that you cut the fat and basically you're you're putting the best spin on what is already working. And then we're going to teach you how to optimize that all in this one book. Okay. So that is my, my ask is if that you actually want, you know, to, to learn those strategies that has literally allowed me to have success. Um, definitely. I encourage you to go and get that book. So that is uh, that will actually be released and you should be able to go on there and get that from there. Awesome. Um, that is a fantastic gift. Thanks, Ryan. Um, we'll put all the details in the show notes um, so that folks can take you up on that offer. Um, because I think, you know, you're serving a need that people need right now, I think. Right now, especially as businesses are trying to figure out how to market themselves effectively, what can they do during this really crazy time, having those really important skills around digital marketing and then not be so scary are, are key to success. So thank you so very much. And Ryan, I mean, you are just a wonderful, super impressive young entrepreneur. And I'm I'm so glad you reached out because uh, I'm always happy to shine a light on our rising stars in, in, in our industry. So thank you thank so you. very much for, jo- for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And as I said, we'll put all the details for our reaching out to Ryan in the show notes. And that is our show.